0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Well, first thing I want to say is that Advent is a season where we prepare and wait for the Lord, His ultimate second coming in glory, where all is at last summed up. But it's also where we prepare for remembering his first coming so we can become more like him so we're ready for the second coming. And one of the best ways we do that is continue to participate in the life of the church, the life he left us, both as example and teaching. And we're doing that. So if you're a parent, you're someone who got up today and said, we just gotta go to church and that was the level in which you were thinking, that's great. But just so you know, uh, great job. Because by the very fact that you're here, You're preparing your family for Jesus. So I don't know what the rest of your day is going to look like, but you started off this morning pretty well. So good job, right? Good job. There's a line here that John the Baptist says to uh, those Pharisees who were asking him, are you Elijah? Are you the Christ? He says, I'm not. He says, and there is one among you whom you do not recognize. There is one among you you don't see, you don't understand, you don't even recognize that the one you're looking for is among you. And what I want to say to all of us is this is just true of all of us this Sunday morning. And I think two things can help clarify to help us, if you will, see, to help things be revealed for us. First is kind of a teaching about what is the church. I think when we get that right, we'll understand how powerful, beautiful, and mystical coming to Mass is. But then the second thing is, it's just kind of the day and age we're in, we just need a little clarification. So let me start with the last thing first, the clarification. Christmas is either about a day or about a person. So next week, in the final preparations, you and I are either preparing for a day, or we're preparing for a person. Sometimes it looks similar, but the reality is that they're very different on how we prepare. Right? If you're preparing for a day, you're going to make it how you want it. You're going to get your plans together, and one of the things probably all of you want is peace in your family, so you're going to ask, what time are we going to each other's houses? Who's coming where? What are we doing? So you've sent those text messages out, those phone calls, you've figured it out. Many of you bit your tongue from saying anything, proud of you, all right? Things like that, and many of you are like, this is going to be great. Actually, the whole family is going to be in town. That's great. You're preparing. I want to do this. Can we do this? I really love to cook those cookies or whatever it may be. It's a lot of your own initiative planning. But when you're preparing for a person, it's them, it's the person who dictates what you do to get ready. All right? After all, okay. I know some of you are Polish. I don't like Polish music. Okay, Polkas and stuff, I don't like the music. I, I know it's amazing. Some of you love it. You love dancing. At your weddings, you're amazing. But I don't like polka music. So if you're going to have me over to your house, and you're like, we're going to have polka music for him, I wouldn't enjoy your home. (laughs) Because it was about you doing what you like. It wasn't about preparing for me. Similarly, many of us are busy with Christmassy things. But the reality of Christmas is, Christmas is, the word means Christ's Mass. Right? So literally it has a Catholic root of the church and Mass, but it's about Jesus. And if it's about Him, He gets to dictate how we prepare, what we need to do to get ready. And some of the things He's left us is really beautiful, is if you haven't gone, we've already heard almost a thousand confessions this Advent here at St. Basil's. So if you haven't gotten to confession, it's been a while, just remind you, Monday night from, 5, from 6.30 to 8, and Saturday morning from 8.30 to 9. Those are the two confession times left. And so if you can make it to one of those, great way to prepare. You remove some of the boulders, some of that interior noise, so that you're ready to welcome him. Other things, if you haven't read the first two chapters of the Gospel of Matthew or the Gospel of Luke, it takes about four minutes to prepare yourself to know the story again, to really be honed in, to remember what it is we're celebrating. What is the reality of Jesus' birth like? Not what have artists told us, but what is it really like? And the third way to prepare is to listen to how other people have prepared Listen to the old Christmas hymns. Right, just this morning I was listening to "God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen." Beautiful hymn. You know, if you haven't remembered in a while, it's talking about Christ, our Savior, was born to deliver us from Satan's power. There's some rich imagery and messages. It's a lot better than that song. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. So maybe spend a little time looking at the lyrics of good music. That's right, all my opinions are coming out this week, all right? It's happening. I've had a cold. This is what you're getting, all right? But finally, and more importantly, a little teaching so that we don't end up like the Pharisees, where it says, one among you whom you do not recognize. I've often heard it said, and I think I've said it at times in my own life, gosh, if I could have been back then in the Bible... If I could have actually seen Jesus and been there, oh, it would have been amazing. And there's something I get when we say that. But it's also true that we might not know that the same realities that the scriptures speak of are made available to you and me in the 21st century. The exact same realities. Not watered down, not like they got Coke, we get Diet Coke. It's the real thing. That's actually what the nature of the church is. The church is not, first and foremost, a human institution. We would not have lasted for 2,000 years. The church, first and foremost, is the working of God, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, working throughout the whole world to create and facilitate the same encounters that we hear about in the Scriptures, John the Baptist's message has been recorded in the Scriptures through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, we say in the creed every week, speaks through the prophets. So it's the Holy Spirit who gave the potency and power of John the Baptist to help people's lives be changed. It's that same Holy Spirit at Mass working through the Scriptures proclaimed. It's not just that you and I gather to be nice people. If that were the case, I'd rather watch something on TV in the morning. We gather because ultimately the Holy Spirit is bringing us together to give you and me an encounter in word and sacrament, not just a nice religious ritual, the same life-giving, powerful, transforming encounters that happened in the Gospels. The Holy Spirit transforms bread and wine into the very person of Jesus Christ. Appearance, different. Person, the same. Power, the same. Presence, the same. Effect, well, we get some say in that. Just like in the Gospels, people walked away from Jesus. Just like in the Gospels, some people ignored him. Just like in the Gospel days, some people didn't even recognize him. So to us, when you and I come to Mass, do we have a hungry heart, a heart that really wants to hear God speak to us in the Scriptures, or do we have the posture of scrolling through TV? We know a little bit of what's on. All right, Cavs game, another Blue Bloods, whatever. You scroll and you're like, all right, I see it. I don't want it. Okay, okay. It's a posture of disinterested Okay, there was something about John the Baptist, I heard Isaiah, Stephanie sang beautifully again, that was nice. If that's the posture we bring, that's what you get. You have some say over what happens. But if you come recognizing the same God of the universe who acted powerfully through Israel and then took on flesh in Jesus and changed people's lives and continues to live through the working of the Holy Spirit in the church, then you come expectant. You come with a desirous heart. You come ready to hear, God, what are you going to say to me today? Then, most importantly, the same Jesus Christ who gave sight to the blind The same Jesus Christ who preached and thousands were converted. The same Jesus Christ who died and rose and has converted millions and millions of saints throughout the world. Educated, uneducated, men, women, married, religious, single, young, old. He's converted men and women to be the most shining, beautiful examples of what it means to be human. That same Jesus is alive in Brecksville, Ohio, right here on this altar. The appearance is different, but the person, the power, the presence are all the same. That's what it means to believe in the church. The church, first and foremost, is the one, the organism that provides the encounter so that you and I can become fully alive, as Jesus says in John 10.10 or in John 15, so that his joy might be in you and our joy could be complete. You and I don't have to be stronger. We don't have to try harder. Well, maybe if I just did these things. What we really need to do is open ourselves, become susceptible, vulnerable to the mysteries that are celebrated, proclaimed, and offered at every Mass. And if we lean in to that revelation, we lean in, we don't have to be like the Pharisees who don't recognize the one among us. Instead, We get to be like the apostles saying, I have seen him. I have touched him. I have heard him speak to me because at Easter he rose and he's never gone back in the grave. And he continues to work in every time and place through his mystical body known as the church. And we gather here to encounter and then we go out to proclaim. He's come to set us free, the Lord God of power and might. Amen.